My father used to call me beloved, bro. Wow. And when I would call him, he'd be like, hey, beloved. Yeah. How you doing, beloved? <laughs> Welcome, welcome. We're back, man. We back. Episode 27. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Two and four. Appreciate you, brother, being here, especially you stepped your uh, shoe game up. Dog, my shoe game's been on elite status, dog. The, not you, just, a, you just awaken the sleeping giant, dog. You, you're going to be in trouble now. The UNLV is all right. See, listen, you, you seem to forget that this city started the shoe game. Oh, shit. Okay. Did you know that? Listen, bro, there's no way I'm agreeing to that. How? Number one, it's not true. It is absolutely true. Number two, it's not true. <laughs> it's, a joke. it's a gang of not trues. Let's do the knowledge. Let's do the knowledge. Can we do the knowledge? Sure, man, go ahead. Late 80s, early 90s. Okay. Phone posits came out. No, no, no. This is before phone posits. I went to college in, in Atlanta. Where'd you go to Spelman? <laughs> and down at the AUC, biggest Clark Atlanta, Clark, Morehouse, Spelman, Morris Brown. Okay. And to a lesser extent, the Georgia, St- the Georgia Techs and the Embrys, <clears throat> black people. Used to make fun of DC people because we had a shit ton of tennis shoes and we used to match our tennis shoes with the shirts and hats that we wore. This is a fact. Okay. Nobody else was rocking. Only other people that were rocking Air Force Ones were people from Detroit. Shout out to Detroit. And later, New York called up uptowns, and they started wearing Air Force Ones. So that was the beginning. And this was before them corny ass St. Louis dudes talking about it. Way before that. So can I ask a question? No, I'm, let me finish. Let's okay. do knowledge. We're doing knowledge. Okay, my bad, my bad, my bad. We, we, the Reebok classics, all of them, the flat ones, the, the classic ones, the gum, the gum, all of them, the black, the, the case, all of those things came out of DC. We were wearing them before we was rocking sneaker game, but we would wear, we created wearing tennis shoes, the clubs, wearing sneakers, the clubs, nobody else was doing it when, when we started doing it. That's the knowledge. Okay. Can I? Ask a question? Absolutely. Thank you. But there was a part of your story that kind of stuck out. Okay. You were in college in the 80s? No, I'm saying late 80s, early 90s. You were in college in the early 90s? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know how old you were, dog. Now you just you just told me that you're old as a motherfucker. Okay. I am. That's cool. I, I, I didn't know that I until know that now. I didn't know you graduated. In, I, know you, I didn't know you graduated college in 91. I ain't graduated college in 91, but the point is, that's the knowledge. You're okay. still trying to avoid the knowledge. Listen, man, I, I'm not going to argue with some argue with you on a topic that you, you are biased the, to. When did Kansas City start wearing tennis shoes? They still not. Their game still ain't. Well, so what we, what we walking around with, like sandals? But y'all, not, y'all ain't got no game. Y'all ain't have shoe game. <laughs> in my mind, yes. <laughs> y'all still walking around. With, with dirty Chuck Taylor, just a white one, the low top. <laughs> Cortez's. 
No, hey, Cortez. We rock, we rock Cortez, dog. Listen, so. Because that's I, West Coast shit. I'm glad a lot of, I'm glad a lot of my KC folks ain't going to watch this. Hey, man, to, the truth is the truth. Because motherfuckers will put hits on you, dog, for talking about it. Because for telling the truth? Yeah. <laughs> when did, you, again, when did y'all start shoe games? When did y'all start getting y'all shoe game up? I don't know. I, so, I can go back so, to so, Barclays. I can go back to you. So we used to I wear Barclays. All them, man. We were, but y'all ain't wearing when they was out. We did too. Okay, bro. No way you have me to believe Kansas City dudes was wearing Barclays. You, I had a pair. What what Barclays are you talking about? The black and red, the black ones. No, I'm not talking about those. See, that's that's what I'm saying. Which Barclays are you talking about? I'm talking about the original white and blue Barclays. I had to see them. I don't. Cause you older than me, dog. You was like I don't know what that thirty when I was in the motherfucking seventh grade. So forgive me if you got a lot more memories attached to shit. Cause you was in the streets. You was on your third kid <laughs> in '82, and you got all this shit popping. And I and I, you know, I'm just did you. Did you need to understand what the game is? You so, still doubt. So did you have? Uh, did you rock? How old was you when the weapons came out? Like 26. How old was you when the uh, weapons came out, when the Converse came out? Um, I don't remember though. You were getting your mask? We ain't, we ain't, we ain't rocked the Converse. You don't remember the, the, the weapons? I remember the shoes, but I, we ain't really rocked Converse in that way. Okay. Ponies. I, I know y'all for New Balance, bro. That's it. And phone, Again, po- and, and, and phone posits. What do you think that came Y'all started, before? now New Balance was y'all shit. Yeah. I, 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 like, Reeboks, we did, we started Reeboks. Jordan, we was wearing the ones, dog. I didn't know. DC I, started sneaker shit. Okay. New York soon followed, but we were the originators of the shit. Sorry. So I'm, I'm glad that you able, I'm glad that your 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 choice is reflecting the kick game. You don't, you don't, you you feel away, but that's all right because it'll it'll come to you, dog, and that's okay. So did you buy them specifically for this episode? Because you, no, you ain't had them. Absolutely not. You ain't never wore them. Why would I buy them specifically for this episode? No. Because I've been watching the comments. They've been, they've been heating you up a little bit. Oh, that's Just that's a little right. bit. That's right. Fuck all of them. Happy Father's Day, bro. Hey, man. We're here, dog. Appreciate it. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. How you feeling today? I'm good, man. Do we wish Happy Father's Day to... to to the dudes that ain't really fathers like showing up as fathers, yeah, kids out here and they just wilding. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, happy Father's Day to them too, dudes. Cause I, I know, dog, deep down that they feeling away. They feeling a little uh, bad about how they showed up as fathers, dog. Um, up until this point, but today is the first day of a new day, dog. If you want to start to make amends and fix, repair those, you can do that. So what is, shout out to them. What is the dude, what do we call the dad who's in and out, who know he could be doing better and ain't, and has, uh, kind of like a fractured relationship with his kids, but he really don't know how to make the make the swing to get the to get shit on the right track. 
because he's in such, you know what I'm saying? Because I think, I think it's a lot of dudes who love their kids, who feel a certain way about uh-huh. not being in their life uh-huh. and are in a rut and don't really know how to make that turn, bro. And it's a lot of dudes who do that, dog, and they don't, they're in a rut with themselves. And they don't know how to turn. I mean, all this shit, dog. I mean, your relationship with your kids, uh, whether good or bad, dog, is is a direct, like your relationship to everybody, to all people, everybody in your circle, everybody in your life, dog, is a lot of time a direct result of your relationship with yourself. And if you're struggling with that, then then more than likely you're going to be struggling with those two. So once you decide to change up your relationship with yourself and, and start to move in a different way, then how to mend those relationships will come to you. But they ha- it has to be a conscious, like you have to do it intentionally. You can't mend no relationships <clears throat> by just hoping that a person will you know, recognize that you're sorry for the shit you've done. I used to work with a dude, a white dude. I used to work with a white dude who had a son, bro, and he was not in his son's life, but he was volunteering for big brothers and big sisters. <laughs> you know what? I've heard that a few times. That's so, not uncommon. So this is what I'm saying. Something happens in that process sometimes Yeah. yeah. where people feel like they can't make the make the uh pivot yeah to create that new path for their people but they end up going in another space mm-hmm. and really like going hard as a motherfucker with them relationships yeah wishing and hoping that they could be cuz I remember when the dude told me I was like bro that's wild as a motherfucker how yeah. you yeah how you not trying to do everything you can do. I mean, you had to fill out an application. You did some work for Big Brothers, Big Sisters, right? You had you, to go through a background. Sir. You had to do, you had to do an interview, all kind of shit. Like, yeah. and you just can't put some other kind of energy. But, and I was a lot younger too. I was like in my early 20s when I met this guy. Yeah. Um, but didn't understand that, bro, until, didn't understand the challenges with that, especially knowing brothers who have relationships. Um, and the ones that I do know who are kind of trying to figure it out are just making themselves available and being present in the ways that they can. Yeah, it's 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 tough, man, because I read somewhere, dog, I'm getting like you, I'm lying. I, I, I saw uh, a meme <laughs> somewhere, a post. Me. It was at least a, a full on like piece of information that a lot of times people will, like in those fractured and broken relationships, they will, traumatic experiences in relationships, they will, in their future relationships, they will look and seek to fix those things that's happened in the past. Yeah. So they'll go into other relationships, even bad ones, trying to repair, they'll seek out the same thing and try to repair in the future what they couldn't repair in the past. So it's a lot of dudes out here who do that, man, and they don't really understand why. And also, that repair, dog, is not immediate. Like, you can't walk, if you've not been there for 15 years, you can't roll up and be like, hey, I'm here, it's all good. You gotta deal with the anger. You gotta deal with the, 
you know, <clears> the, the bitterness and the resentment and the pain that that's associated from everybody involved. And you got you got to take them lumps. You got to take them lumps. And and sometimes, like we said last uh, joint, sometimes it's just, hey man, let's go get something to eat. Yeah. Let's sit down and we ain't got to get into no heavy. We just, I'm just, I'm just showing you that I'm here. Let's schedule every Monday we gonna have lunch. Every Monday and Wednesday we gonna go do something. And we're just gonna exist in this space. And if we need the therapy piece, we'll inject that too. But first. I just want to show you that I'm present, that I mean what I'm saying. And on some real shit, I loved my dad, bro. Yeah. He was everything to me, even though he wasn't. My dad was in my life up until I was about eight years old. My mom, they split up when I was real, like when I was a baby. And he was in my life and he would pick me up. I mean, he would uh, fly me to California and I'd go from Kansas City, California in the summertime yeah. and we would get cool. Um, this is after, after eight years old? Before eight years old. Okay. And then eight years old came uh-huh. and then um, the visits became less frequent, less consistent. Uh-huh. And then it just kind of, there was this big gap. Uh-huh. And I always wanted my dad, bro. Yeah. Always wanted my dad. You need him. Um, didn't understand what that necessarily meant, but there was this, this longing, this connection. And, and the reason why I'm telling the story is because you, you, somebody looking at this can see a 44-year-old dude, right? And they might be thinking, okay, my relationship ain't what it could be with my, with my kids. Right. And you might get resistance at yep. that moment. Yep. But... Your kid wants you in their life, regardless of how they showing up. Yep. That all that flair, all that motherfucking vibrato, yeah. all of that indifference that they see on the surface. Yeah. You. That's it's pain. just a part of it's pain That's and right. it's uh, 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 disappointment and fear. All of this shit, because it's like you know what what is the other side gonna look like? Yep. Yep. You can repair that shit. You yep. can make that relationship just like any other relationship, yep. whatever the fuck you want it to be. Yep. But you got to be willing to take that step. And yep. sometimes the kid will see you take a step. Yeah. And then they'll take a step. Yep. And eventually, I dare to say, dog, eventually they all will take a step. If they see that it's a consistent, like I said, if, it's, if they see that... And, Two things. First, you're dealing with kids who are already, their insides are all over the place, dog. And, and they're creating things in their mind. They're attaching pains to different things and making these connections that, um, that are, is hard for them to express. Yeah. Right? Um, it's hard for grown people to express, grown men to express. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, all of that swirling around in them is hard. But the, the consistent piece, it ain't got to be, you don't have to go in and fix it immediately. That's not, that's not going to happen. You ain't got to go, you're not going to go in there and today and tomorrow he's going to be like, oh, I love you, dad. It's going to take time, man. It's going to take sitting and talking. It's going to take just being, being there. It's going to take, it's going to take time and it's going to take small steps, man. By both of y'all. Yeah. Everybody involved. Because there's this connection that bonds y'all that will never go away. That's right. And and it's and it's always there. 
And if you and if it's not, dog, it's a chasm that exists for both. Yeah. There's yeah. no way that a dude, you could tell me that a dude goes off and does whatever and doesn't, you know, doesn't have a relationship with his child, doesn't feel that. Yeah. All of the time, dog. It's a hole. Exactly. And exactly. And I remember, so my, my father has two, two daughters that are older than me. Me and then my I have a sister younger than me who mm-hmm. is maybe 12, 13 years younger than me. Yeah. As a 20-something, as a 20, 21, 22-year-old dude, and I saw my father be in my sister's life that way, I was jealous of my sister, bro. Because yep. I was like, how does my sister get this time with my father? And I didn't get the time. And as a, and even as a whatever you perceive to be an adult, yeah. as yeah. at 22, 23, I got to be clean about those feelings that I had. And that's legitimate. When, when I was like, damn. And then to, and then to boot, bro, my father gets married, remarries, and he and his wife, bro, open up a daycare. <laughs> so then my dad has multiple kids, but that was his path. Yeah. That was what he was supposed to. And me and my sisters and I would talk even, you know, um, not now, because I think we kind of clean on this shit, but yeah. was like, man, can you believe like how this relationship shift? You know, our dad spent this much, of, this amount of his life you know, neglecting certain responsibilities. And then he gets to a point in his life where, you know, he's actually choosing all of these other things. But like to your point, some of those, some of those, those future decisions that yeah. you're making yeah. is to try to repair and heal some of those parts of yourself before. Cause me, yeah. we were still in his life. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, I can't, but now he got tons of kids that call him grandpa, um, that call him pop, yeah. you know, who, who love him to this day. Yeah. And he got to be something for people that they didn't have in their lives. Yeah, and no matter what, um, to your point, dog, no matter what you, I mean, even if you do repair it somewhat, there's still a level of guilt that a dude would feel of not showing up. Especially once you start to repair it and you start to see that this kid is great, you know what I'm saying? And there's a level of guilt that exists that you screw that up and you didn't repair it early it goes through you don't forgive yourself for it yeah right so you spend some time like let me or subconsciously going out and being a part of trying to amend that past thing that you really can't i mean you just gotta forgive yourself man and start today it's always a chance there's always a chance dog mm-hmm. and that's tough do you have any uh Fond memory? Do you, do you have like a fond memory of you and your pop when you was a kid that just that just kind of like uh, has stuck with you all the way up? Dog, I remember like going. This is probably like overall the greatest sort of memories that I have, dog. I mean, not greatest, but kind of stick out the most. I remember going places with him, mm-hmm. and he was the type of dude that everywhere you went, somebody knew him. Right. And, and they would call him from across the street and I'd be, well, you know, we'd be out or whatever. And they call, you know, and I'd be like, damn, my, my dad knows every goddamn, you know what I'm saying? They would call him by name. Right. And even coming up, you know, people would see my name and say, are you, you know, Dr. Gordy's son? I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's my father. And they would have fond memories of him. 
And it's the same kind of thing, like, damn, you know, I don't remember him like that, but, or I don't, you know, I don't know him like that, but just having those conversations with those people, like, he helped me, man, I was struggling trying to get this done, and he made a phone call for me and, and pushed it through, man, I, I thank him, I just want you to tell him, so-and-so said thank you. Wow. I'd be like, all right, cool. And, and just knowing that he showed up like that for people, man, really kind of gives me a different perspective about who he was and how he got down. You know what I'm saying? And I um and and those kinds of thoughts, man, of how he was, you know, how he helped other I mean, you know, he started programs to help people. Mm. And 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 having that sort of understanding about who he is 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 a big deal to me, man. Do and you I think that I I do that with my kids too? Like, you know. I think a lot of times when we go places and somebody will, I, I think they're the same vibe there, but, you know, I, I just think that it's just different of how they perceive things. Maybe it's just how they perceive things at this age. Do you start thinking about him more like towards like holidays and, and birthdays? You know, his birthday was a couple months ago. Yeah, definitely. But man. like, his fa was Father's Day like a, uh, a big day for y'all or like in, in, in y'all vibe and y'all relationship? Uh, we, you know, it was to the degree that, you know, we were there, we did shit, we cooked out, you know what I'm saying? It was a, it was a recognized thing, but we ain't really never had, and I, I think this might be different because it was a, um, at different points, it was a house full of dudes. So we don't really, you know, it'll be Father's Day, we'll go cook out and hang out and chill, but there's no like, you know big like oh let me bring you a cake and all these presents and father's day writing poems father f is for family that you <laughs> love so much i mean it ain't really that ain't really how we got down right right that just wasn't our our, our personality or it wasn't his personality so it kind of uh trickled down to us but it was definitely a a sense that we recognized what it was and and as you get older, man, you start to appreciate the things you really didn't see, like, mm. and understand, and the things that they did and they do um, as you get older, especially if you lose them, then you really see, like, and then you start to see that the shit that you thought was such a big deal ain't really a big deal. That, you know, you need to, again, dog, I, I would say to anybody, man, coming from a dude who two dudes who lost fathers. Whatever you gotta do, man, to mend that thing, if you're a father or a, a son, an older son, start taking those steps, man, because it's vital, man. It, that, there's nothing else that'll fill that hole until you mend that relationship. Yeah. Nothing. And a part of the mending. And I talk to a lot of dudes who feel the same way. Yeah. You can't really articulate it or understand it. But they feel that hole, that loss is there, but they don't know how to mend it, man. Just small things, man. Just go have coffee. Go have lunch. Go have, it ain't got to be nothing heavy. Just go, just go do something. And you might just go over there and, like, help them change the oil. Like, if that's the, that, that, whatever, sometimes, sometimes a part of it is getting into their groove. That's right. Because a lot of what, um. And because and, a part of the mending for me was acceptance, dog, yeah, that's right. was to start, stop looking at this man mm -hmm. for all of the shit that he didn't do. Mm -hmm. yep. You know what I'm saying? Stop looking at him for somebody who made 
mistakes mm -hmm. as if everybody don't motherfucking make mistakes. That's right. How can I see him like as a human, as a person? That's right. And if he going over there and like he's smoking cigarettes or yeah. he going and playing the numbers yeah. or if yeah. I if I if I know if I just because I don't fucking play the numbers and I got to have all of these stories in my head about why I play the numbers. Maybe yeah. I'll just pick them up one day. Like, hey, man, what you doing? You want to go play the numbers? That's right. And then give them a drop them a 20 and say, hey, man, let's go, you know, go, go pick some numbers. Pick some for me. That's like right. getting into their groove yep. and not judging it. If that's a part of like what the, the conflict is. Yeah. Because if yeah. sometimes, man, sitting back, even as the child, yeah. Sitting back and waiting, especially when you got an old pop, bro. Mm -hmm. That motherfucker is stuck in his ways like a stripper on concrete. <laughs> they stuck, bro. Oh, man, I didn't think that you would be able to pull that off. They no, stuck. You that <laughs> Did off. you like that? That was impressive, bro. Inside game. <laughs> Tune the fork. So they stuck. They not going to take that step. That's you right. 85. Yep. You've done all kind of crazy shit. <laughs> you know how many steps you got to take? You know how many steps? You know, with 85, bro? That's right. That's right. Motherfucker, you think we dealing with racism? They, like, like Chris Rock said, we talking about can't get the cab. They were the cab. Your daddy was a cab. <laughs> That's right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. the idea of them doing something different and changing to make the relationship better sometimes ain't a part of the story. Yeah. It's, it's, it's our responsibility whether we did, whoever the fuck is listening to it. If you a parent listening yeah. to it, it's your responsibility. If yeah. you a son or a daughter listening, it's your responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes that's your path, bro. Is yeah. It's to mend it. You know what I'm saying? It's to make it, and, and, and mending doesn't mean, like, because you can never go back and fix what happened before. All you can do is move forward and try to have the best relationship the, the understanding that you can have now. You can never, he can't go back and fix what he did. You can't go back and fix what you feel about it. All you can do is, is move forward, dog, in understanding and grace and, and appreciating them for who they are right now today with all of their flaws, because we all got them. And if he's 70, 80, 85, dog, he got mad <laughs> flaws. He gonna say wrong shit. He gonna use F words and Yep. And he gonna call people all kinds of crazy, but he might want to pray with you, like because right. that was one of my things, man. My dad was so in the church, and he would be trying to throw it off to me, and I'd be like, "Pop, that ain't me, man. <laughs> you know that ain't my thing, yeah. bro. You yeah. know." And he would, and yeah, and I didn't necessarily have to respond in that way, like like even in hindsight, be like, "Hey, man, you want to pray? Yeah, bro. I mean, yeah. that's sure, yeah, exactly. like 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 absolutely. I would be honored. That's right." You know, but right. when you sometimes with being a, a son or like trying to uh, so much of our shit is like, let me try to create an identity. Let me try to be my own person. Yep. And a lot of being your own person is. Contrast against them. You take a lot of the shit that mm -hmm. is a part of you from them. Yeah. But then there's some pieces of it that you just actually, you know, reject. And then, you know, it's deep. The more you dig into that, the more you realize that y'all are not that different. The same motherfucker, bro. Exactly. Y'all are more alike than you are different in most instances. If you just, all, and all you got to do is scratch the surface, man, and, and, and just give the level of grace that you will want. I miss my uh, 
conversations with my pop, bro. Yeah, yeah. I remember just sitting up and just listening to him talk. And as wild as I be thinking my thoughts are at times <laughs> and the dots that I connect, he has such beautiful ways of connecting dots and making sense of the world and being yeah. able to apply them in, uh, in ways that just made so much sense, man. Yeah. And just yeah. sitting and talking, especially, you know, when he was uh, during his chemo times, yeah. I would, you know, pick him up and shit and we would hang out. Yeah. And um, I had a convertible Jaguar at the time, bro. And he would want me to take the top down and drive because it would be cold. Yeah. And, we, and, and I would drive fast knowing he didn't like it. So he'd be, he'd be in the passenger seat trying to hit the brake. Yeah. And I'm like, Pop, ain't no brake. And I'm going around corners and I'm <laughs> dipping. We got the top down and he, he just came from chemo dog like this. <laughs> and he had a, he had a KU, got a KU hat yeah. that uh that he would wear with it down like this, and yeah. he was just yeah. just frail as shit, like 120 pounds. But <laughs> he loved he loved the top down, and it just and it just cold, man. And because those those I told I, I was um I had a job, I got I had enough flexibility with my job at the time, where I was like I'm taking my dad to chemo on these days, I need to be working remote. Yeah. And this is just what it's going to be. And they yeah. were like, cool, that's, we got it. That's, yeah. that's how it's going to roll. That's clean. And I'm so thankful that I got that time to bond. But it's some of the shit that I actually miss more um, than anything. And just hearing my father used to, my father used to call me beloved, bro. Wow. And when I would call him, he'd be like, hey, beloved. Yeah. How you doing, beloved? beloved? And my dad was, uh, he loved telling me he loved me, dog. And that was something that I wasn't really, I didn't understand the value of as a, as a, as a black man. Yeah. Cause it's something we hear a lot. It's something we don't tell each other as men a lot. And my father wasn't, my father was in his fifties when he heard his dad tell him he loved him for the first time, but he made sure even with my brothers and my sister, it's like, he made sure, bro, that I got to hear that. And it was something that I actually um, try to pass on with like Miles. Cause I, I want him to be comfortable with hearing a black man be like, yo, I love you. Yeah. And hear that shit yeah. and see it and, and not feel it. weird yeah. about hearing it and or saying it. Yeah, yeah. Cause that's just a part of nourishing each other's spirit, bro. Yep. And then it started feeling better when when he would tell me yeah. without me, with, with him telling me first. And I'd be like, yeah, it's passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's passing, yeah. yeah. Or he would tell me he loved me back like when he was around his friends and shit like that yeah. every now and then and it wouldn't, um, and he wouldn't be nervous. And I'm like, yeah. we gotta, like, how can you make these extremely fucking emotionally and human creating things natural in a kid's life. Yep. Yeah, that, that's heavy, man. And I remember my dad's, man, my, my dad's music taste was so, I mean, it was fucking pristine. Mm. Just, uh, just going into his, the basement and seeing the records that he had, man. It was no duds in that motherfucker at all. I mean, the, I remember it, I remember him coming home with Earth, Wind, and Fire, like the, the Where the World joint that you open up and you could see the inside, dog. I mean, when it was 
just, I mean, James Brown's, the Isley Brothers, I mean, his collection, man, was, I mean, there was no filler. It was all, like, uh, many, and rep- I mean, it was just, like, mm. wall to wall. And you could, I mean, I'm thinking about it today. If I went through that, every joint that you pull out is a classic. Meters. Every joint you pull out was, and he curated this. It ain't like, like collectors, like record collectors. I don't know. You're not really no. like a vinyl collector. But a lot of times we go and buy the shit in bulk. We'll be like, okay, let me get these group of joints. Not really knowing, you know what I'm saying? It's just like your playlist. Yeah. Like sometimes you just throw shit in a playlist. You really don't, you might not like it or I like it. Or it might be all right, but let me just... Dog, every one of them joints was something that he, I mean, handpicked and knew was a classic. Before it was a classic, yeah. but it was new. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I remember, man. And just getting in the car, the the, the tapes that he would play and the, and the shit that he had, man. It was Long Drive, it was the OJs, and it was, you know, uh, Stevie, and it was all, I mean, it was just music all of the time, man. Did he play? So he, uh, so your pop got you into music? Yeah, oh hell yeah! It, it was passed to my brothers, and then from my brothers, it was, it was, it definitely, well, from him to us. Then we all, because I remember my brothers used to go, and then it moved on. They used to go and get, you know, they would come back with, you know, albums of, of, you know, great records, man. And I just remember sitting, and this is probably a lot of people's relationship to actual vinyl, sitting looking at the cover, looking at the back, looking at the sleeve while it's playing. And you had to, the whole record had to wash over you. You couldn't just jump from song to song. You would sit there, man, and go through every song and you would read the notes and read the lyrics on the sheet, on the inside of the sheet. And you would look at the picture and it was big and you just had to experience the whole thing. And and I would see him do that. So, and then, like I say, Car was all man. It was always great music, man. I think that's mm. that's uh that's something that I miss, man. Just that's one of my fondest memories of just being around, just around them. And my brothers do the same thing, man. We would have music. I mean, it was always it was always music. It was always albums everywhere. It was always shit to be had, shit to be talked about, shit to get. Did you hear that? And then it, also the the not in the more not in the way that you just listen to it. Like I remember my brothers used to have these nuanced like this keyboard sound or this bass line or this drum feel right here is is dope and they, they will point out those small like nuanced things, you know what I'm saying? And I used to be like, "Damn, they hear that?" Like that bass line and how it changed, how it went up, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And how that made this record dope. And those are the conversations that we would, those are the things that I really, you know, remember. Those are conversations that we used to have. That's crazy. I never even thought about that. And then the difference in the live recordings, like we, we he would get like the Earth, Wind & Fire lives and then the studio recordings and hear the differences. And, and and analyze them, man. It was always conversations like that. That shit used to be dope. Shout out to our dads, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. And all and all the dads. Yeah. Yeah. And I gotta and you know, 
we be we be talking about accountability and 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 responsibility and all of that shit, man. But you fucking up, bro, as a dad, that's cool too. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Cause like, yeah, like that's cool too. But here's the thing, though. Even if you fucking up, right, and you falling way short, the fact that you feel it means that at hopefully. God willing that at some point you're going to make that switch because you feel it. If you, it's, I don't know if this dude that exists that's just out here like, I don't really give a fuck at all. I don't feel yeah. it at all. Yeah. Like, that's a different, that's a different answer. Iceman cared about his kids. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. How, many, how many chicks he choked? You know what I'm saying? So if you feel it, dog, it's, it's all, you're always being called. Is it, that feeling is an opportunity for you to change it? Yeah. It's always that tomorrow I can wake up and do something different because I feel it. I feel, and if I don't today tomorrow, yeah. then I'm gonna try again on the next day. Yeah. So even if you fucking up, man, it's still it's always a chance, bro. Cause a, cause a part of the story too, like you know, sometimes you gotta love people, man, to the healing. And it's and and, and, and yep. beating you the fuck up and kicking you while you down and <laughs> telling you how much you ain't shit. Right. You ain't never that helps a very, 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 very small percentage of people. And and, and really it's not it you, you you can cast a wider net with love to help yeah. them people get out of them situations, man. Yep. And beating motherfuckers up, man, ain't to me, it ain't it ain't the way, it ain't the way I want to continue to speak and inspire and encourage people. Cause it's not the way that I'm talking to myself. Cause that right. used to be the way I talked to myself. Exactly. To 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 encourage and motivate. Exactly. Now it's it's a it's a totally different, you know what I'm saying, exactly. conversation. And once you make that change in yourself and not speak that way internally, then you'll see that you speaking that way to other people is not helping, is not healthy, does not create any room for any healing at all, dog. It just creates further barriers and it, and, it, and it, those calluses just become harder and harder. Um, just like you did with yourself, man. Mm -hmm. Once you start to open up that grace and that forgiveness piece for yourself, then you'll start to, to, to have to, to feel like that you have to extend it to others. And kids too, man. Shit. Kids ain't perfect. Some of y'all ain't shit neither. Oh. Don't act like, you know what I'm saying? We, we've had this conversation. Don't act like y'all walk around here perfect. Y'all done, done made mistakes, done fucked up shit too. Shit, you need forgiveness just like that man do. 15 to 50. Yeah. Get over your goddamn selves, a lot of y'all, man. Stop babying these babies. Let these motherfuckers that's the, well, man, we probably got to figure out a conversation, a, a topic to have for shitty kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's real, dog. Some of y'all ain't shit, dog. That's, that's the reality of it. Some of y'all walk around here being a victim of everything, and y'all ain't shit. At all. Ain't shit. Y'all And want to blame, want to blame mama, yeah. want to blame daddy. Like, yeah. you ain't shit because you ain't shit. you ain't shit. It's your life is your responsibility, man. You can be good or you can be ain't shit. Just like saying color purple. 
Y'all was ro- y'all rotten kids. Y'all was terrible. <laughs> y'all need to get over yourselves, man. We all do. We all, and that's another piece. Though. We need to get over ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We're walking around here thinking that motherfuckers owe us something. We come on, man. Kids think the parents owe them something. Yeah. Parents think the white man owe them something. Some of the parents think the kids owe them something. Like he don't yeah. respect me. He don't. You know, when you don't do what I tell you. Yeah, and then you look at the dad parent and be like, who the fuck are you? You ain't shit. <laughs> he ain't shit because you ain't shit. Oh, I, I was love watching, it. dog. Uh, I don't know if you watched Big Ja. You watched it because you sent me a couple of jokes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that new, <laughs> and that new uh, you know, he does this for the internet. He does this Tiberius. Oh, Tiberius? Yeah, where he go and beat up people for you because you can't. And then the new joint, he was like, you just... He was like, you just solved. It ain't your fault. You just solved. Your daddy was solved. And your dead daddy before him was solved. So that's, some of y'all ain't shit. Some of y'all come from a line of dudes that ain't shit. But again, you can change that, that algorithm at any time, man. But first with the understanding that you ain't shit. And don't nobody owe you shit. Damn. Sorry. I, I, that was Did you, you all right? Yeah, that, that one. You need to take a... Uh... I'm good, bro. You just told you just told 7.4 billion people I that did. they ain't shit. Hey, you man, cool? They need, they need to hear it, man. That's okay. So let me okay. Let me go. You ain't shit. <laughs> Get over yourself, man. Get over yourself. Yeah, yeah. Relax. Fix you, right. Fix and take a step to fix a relationship with somebody who ain't shit like you ain't shit. Yep. And accept them for who they are, how they are, dog, and go get a motherfucking coffee and sit down and talk. Go get a lunch. Hey, go to Subway, get you a lunch, sit somewhere, man, and, and chop it up. Subway, and, my nigga, you still going to Subway? I mean, if you can't afford, I mean, everybody can't go to motherfucking, you know, the palm like you. But Subway, though? If you if that's all you got is the $5 foot long um, pause, I'm gonna need then to, that's what you need. That's what you go. I'm going to need you to come up with another fast food. Well, give food. me another cheap place. That they can go. Quiznos. Ain't no. Is Quiznos even around, dog? Well, no, I don't know. If, this is a fucking hypothetical story. Anything can be. You pick Subway. I just picked it because it's convenient and and uh, and plentiful. Quiznos. I don't even know what the fuck. I've never been to Quiznos. They bread. They bread good, bro. Is it? Yeah. Shit looks nasty. Shout out to Quiznos. Disrespect the crowd, just slandering Quiznos. They're gonna send me a cease and desist. I'm gonna need you to apologize to Quiznos. Um, so I was saying, uh, I just got back from Cleveland today, right? Yeah. And went down to check out uh, Terrell in that party, in that uh, album release joint. Shout out to Tall Black Guy. And he did, man. That, uh, you know, because if I'm talking about my dad, a part of that is where we from mm. and kind of like, because I, I think our environment is just as a part of a parent as the actual fucking parent. Yeah. Because so you, you, there, there's actually a force that is uh-huh. contributing to shaping you. So you got your mother, you got your father, and then you got your environment yeah. too. But those things all work together. Like, it seems like though that it comes through your parents, how they show up or not show up, and then that environment is like part of the mix. 
right? You could come up in a crazy, wild environment, right? But if your parents are show up a certain way, then that environment doesn't influence how you move around. Well, it will always influence you, right? It just it, it will it will it will it will it will it will determine how much or in what kind of ways. That's what I mean. Because if you in the hood, bro, and you you hearing you hearing shots, you right. hearing shots. Right. Now your right. parents could either be like, "Yo, them are shots. We getting the fuck out of here," or they could be the motherfucker out there shooting. <laughs> <laughs> I just shot. But you know, it's it, yeah, because it's right. almost like it's its own thing. Yes, in a way, it has yeah. its own heartbeat. It has its yeah. own rhythm. It shapes and colors too. Yeah, like all of it, like the sound, the vibe, the energy, how yep. you feel when you get up and walk outside. Yep. And one of the things that I that 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 resonated with me is I've always had this love-hate relationship with Kansas City, bro. Mm. Always. Mm. Like, I've, I've, I've always been extremely proud to be from there mm -hmm. because Kansas City builds a certain type of nigga. And yeah. I have been extremely proud of the man that Kansas City builds. Yeah. Um, and the friends that I have and just how solid we are in so many ways, dog. And just well-rounded, well flawed motherfucking people, right? Yeah, well flawed. But the love-hate piece was something that I haven't really been able to communicate well. And right. listening to this album that he did right. and listening to these young people um, and even talking to Kelly, shout out Kelly, Cleveland Brown, like he captured the whole essence of that spectrum. Yeah. And it actually helped me understand the hate piece a little bit more, what I was struggling or what I perceived to be hate, mm -hmm. to kind of round that out. And I never thought that my relationship with a place mm -hmm. was similar to my relationship with like my parents in mm. a way. That's deep. And how I can, and how in the ways that I've been trying to shift those relationships, because I don't know how you feel about DC, bro, but. I, I fucking hate Kansas City, but mm. I love it too. Yeah. Well, those are, you know what, man? Those are really the same emotions. There's a connection to it that, um, and I'm the same way about, about DC, man. There's a connection to it that runs so deep that every, you experience every level of emotion and this city or your city is the backdrop for that emotion. So whatever the emotions are, are attached to that city because that's where that's that's the environment, that's the the pot that you were in. Um, mm. So every the worst experience to the best experience all happen with the same uh, background, like a parent. Exactly. Exactly. So right. So your relationship to it, dog, is this is this love, hate? It's weird, man. Because it because every city has its own its own unique vibrations and your relationship to that vibration is your is a unique relationship. So everybody's I mean it, it's all intertwined and then how they interact with each other, man, is intertwined and it just makes a love hate. But the relationship is different. So so like we come from shitty places, right? Right. We got shitty scenarios mm -hmm. and 
experience, uh, experiences and violence and depravity and and and, 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 and heart hardship and all of these things. And yeah. then you've got me, excuse me. Then you have media coming at you saying that it's a fucked up place to live. Everybody, right. you know, trying to leave the motherfucker. Yeah. And so you got all of these competing thoughts uh-huh. and feelings about the shit. Yeah. And he took this project that they took basically took all that crystallized crystallized all of those feelings and put it into something that you could actually move through in a way that has has a has a has a framework and feeling bro because like because like i said like they're they're different like whether you whether you were from the hood in dc kansas city like Mm -hmm. the feelings are the same yes the yes. emotions are the same. Yep. 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 The connections are the same. The only thing changes is the background. Is is the experience? Is who was happening to? And the street names. Is it? Some and of the, the spots you eat at. Some of the street names are always the Martin Luther King. And Mel, uh, yep, Malcolm X. Yeah, that's right. And that's right. And so. Um, yeah, that's real. That's crazy, man. Shout out to, yo, that that guy, man. Terrell is so talented, man. He's a, I can't say enough about that cat, man. He's a bad man. Beautiful human, bro. Yeah. And that's the other thing, man. He's just a great dude. Like, yeah. You know, just, in the midst of all, I'm going to say this about him, man. You know, Miles, my Miles is working on his music thing. And Terrell's been gracious enough to just give him, be available for him to bounce ideas off of. In the midst of how busy this dude is, I can't appreciate this guy enough, man, just for um, showing up that way for, for Miles. He's showing have to. I mean, like, yeah, you know, but just just off just the interest of not just off the strength of of, of me because I'm I ain't shit, but just off the strength that he sees him yeah. making these moves and trying to get better, and he and he. He adds his input, man. I can't thank that guy enough for that, man. And what I like about how he does help is when he's saying, like, hey, you do the work. Exactly. You do the work. And then, you know, take the first steps, bro. And that's help. That's help. Like anything else is something different. That is help, dog. Saying, saying not the, the popular shit. That's when you care when you don't say what's popular. You say what, what need to be said. Yeah, shout out to him. But uh, when is it? Is it is it out? Yeah, it came out yesterday. Come on, man, give him that platform. Oh, Bandcamp 12 12 literary arts. Dot Bandcamp dot com, I think. Uh, But it's only they're only doing it on Bandcamp. But it's it's dope, bro. It's it's dope. These young people, man. they doing any I, other media for it? Any videos? Anything? Nah, not not right now. It's just okay. a it's just a it's just the album. They did a whole release thing and an interview and all that kind of stuff Friday night. They need to um, do some media for it, man. Some kind of it, it's you know, uh yeah yeah yeah. That's dope though, man. But what's we'll it again? Twelve Literary Arts I think that's what it is. Check it out, man. Um, them, bro, them joints is nice, bro. Um, how you feeling, man? I'm good, bro. 
was a good episode. So good. Yeah, I'm glad we gave space to the to the to the pops, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And again, man, it's always today, it's always tomorrow, man, to to make moves. You ain't shit. Ain't none of a shit. We all in this, we all trying to navigate this shit together, dog. And, and, and even what we saying we ain't this was episode episode 27 we saying we ain't shit episode 28 we're gonna be talking about we perfect that's right we're gonna be talking about all this shit is great that's right you couldn't be better that's right you are and that and, and when we tell you that that's gonna be just as true that's right just as motherfucking relevant that's right as us telling you that you ain't shit that's today right. that's right the universe has made you perfectly right now in this moment it's just as true as us saying that you ain't shit. Hey. And we're going to be here next week to tell you that you everything. And then the following week, we're going to say you ain't shit. And then we're just going to go back and forth. It's a theme to this shit, Because <laughs> hey. it's really how we be feeling about ourselves. Exactly. I wrote, a, I did a poem on, these, uh, on this joint that I did. And I was like, I know I'm the shit. I just don't feel like it sometimes. <laughs> like, I just, I just, I know. Yeah. I know yeah. that I'm the shit. Yeah. The piece that I have been able to add, because I used to beat myself up about thinking that I ain't shit. Yeah. Now I add grace into that and be like, it's okay to not be okay. Right. And then boom, right. it and ends okay. the cycle. It's okay to be both. You can be not shit and be the shit at the same time. Shit. So can you be a good friend, dog, and just let me hold them for like. Yeah, go ahead, dog. You know, I'm, I'm your man. Dog. I'm your man. I can't believe you bought them, dog. That's so out of your character. No, it ain't, dog. My, listen. Those are the nicest shoes you have. No, they ain't. They ain't my favorites, but they, they ain't the nicest. Again, dog, I've been doing this a long time, bro. Welcome to the game, partner. Welcome to the strip game, partner. <laughs> what was that from? Strip game? Hey, you know what it's from. Who is it from? Welcome to the stripper game, partner. What? Players Club? Players Club, man. That's the only stripper movie I know. That was kind of like. That's the only one that's relevant. What's that one is it? That one Cat Williams did was hard. Which one? Nope. I can't think of the name of it, but it's hard. I don't know if it's hard as Players Club. Yeah. I pause. Yeah, I don't know if it's hard as Players Club. Players Club is a classic, though. Players Club is a classic. That's Bernie Mac, man. Shout out to Bernie Mac. Shout out. All right, man, we out. All right, appreciate you, bro. Yep. Love Much you, love. Yep. Peace.